0: Thank you for tuning in to the World Overcomers podcast. On behalf of our senior pastor, Andy Thompson, we appreciate your continued support and generosity. Make sure you subscribe to our podcast to receive updates when we post new content every week. If you would like more information or want to make a contribution to World Overcomers or Pastor Andy, visit www.worldovercomerschurch/podcast. Once again that is www.worldovercomers.church/podcast. Enjoy the message.
1: The title of this morning's message Don't be fooled. I still got fight in me. Do not be fooled. I still got some fight in me. I'm telling y'all I really really tried to write this cute message. You could be seated. I tried my best, but then the Lord reminded me, I'm always saying I gotta make the most of every opportunity because the days are evil. We are at war with an enemy who is strategic. Now I need your attention, not for me, but for you. One of the things I do, the difference between me and my husband is he's gonna challenge your mind and he's gonna give you the truth. But I'm gonna challenge your soul. And I'm gonna give you the truth. The enemy of our life is strategic. And it's been a slow, methodical method of disarming us. It's been happening for years, gentlemen. It's been happening since before you took breath. He has slowly used everything he could, anything he could. You see, he don't fight fair. He will never fight fair. He'll never let you rest. So get it in your mind. You're either going to be a soldier or you're not. If you're not going to be a soldier, then you're just going to be tossed to and fro. You're just going to get beat up every day. He has been using so many things to slowly and very, I hate to call him smart, because he, but he is. He is. Because he knows heaven better than you know heaven because he was there. We wanna treat the devil like he's dumb and weak, but that's not true and I'm not trying to exalt him because the God I serve is more than able, right? But the fact of the matter is, the enemy has been slowly and methodically disarming all of us and he's been disarming us with what I call the decoy of judgment. At some point, before any of us were ever here, when, once Christ died and Christians became Christians and followers of Christ, we started drawing this line and it got thicker and stronger. And one of the things we did was that we made it a line between good and evil. And the problem with this line is that we used it on each other. The thing that the enemy still uses is self-righteousness. You see, we got busy being too focused on what everyone else was doing to serve Christ or whether or not they were sinning. So we drew this line of self-righteousness and it became a decoy that the enemy kept using because our minds are focused on people all the time. They're still now. I'm preaching this word, and you're thinking about someone else that needs to hear, but I'm telling this for you. The enemy used self-righteousness, that attitude to blind us. The Bible says that the God of this world has blinded the minds of unbelievers believers so my question to you is are you blind because if you're blind if you don't understand this word I'm preaching if you just don't get why we walk this walk then you're blind and that says something about you because the Bible says that the enemy has blinded the minds of unbelievers I'm not trying to unsave anyone but I wanna challenge you. I wanna challenge your mind today. I wanna to challenge the soul that lies within your body. Are you blind? Because that's what he's using. He's counting on the fact that you can't see. So instead of fixing our eyes on Jesus, the author and perfecter of our faith, which is what the word says, people. We fix our eyes on each other. I had a conversation with a really good friend of mine He's a dear brother to me. He really, really is. And like many people, even myself, he started talking about bad leadership inside of churches. He started telling me why he hadn't been to church and why he didn't really give. Well, he didn't confess that he doesn't give, but I just assume that maybe he doesn't. And, and he's, it's not that he's not a Christian. He's a Christian. But how many of us want to tell the truth in here? You became, you have become soured to certain things about church because of people. My hand's in the air. I guess every single one of these football players that are sitting here, you guys have so much wisdom that you've never doubted the people that are leading churches. I have. Because just like, Many of us, I became blind. I became blind to the fact that I forgot, I didn't see that I, I stopped fixing my eyes on Jesus who authored the faith by dying on the cross and who was perfecting me in that faith. So I took my eyes off of him and I got soured by, because someone betrayed me inside of the church who I gave all my time to. Who we paid. I told you I came to tell the truth. I'm not playing up here. But it was a mistake. It was a decoy of judgment. And it weakened me. So after year after year, I had to stop fixing my eyes on all of you, on people. And I turn my eyes back towards Jesus because he is the author and he is the perfecter of my faith. He is the one who was there when you weren't there. He's the one who's never left me nor forsaken me. He is my Jehovah Shammah. The problem with this whole thing, this line that we've drawn, saints, is that judgment was never our place. It was never our job. And we took that job from God. And if you think you've never sat in judgment of anyone else, you are a liar. Because you scroll on Instagram and judge what somebody's wearing. Whether or not they can sing. The fact that you know that their life is a lie that they're posting. But it's not our place let me tell you what our place was Jesus said in Matthew chapter 28 he said to go into all the world and he said to preach to tell the gospel he said to tell the people the good news he said to ca- set the captives free and then he said to open the eyes of the blind And by my estimation, if we were doing that, if we were all doing that, and I'm talking to myself, because two years ago, I decided, Lord, I want my eyes to be open. I want to be truly set free, because if I'm not, my eyes aren't open and I'm not set free, then there's no way I can help anybody else. I cannot go into all the world. You do not have to stand on a stage and have a mic in your hand to go into the world and preach the gospel. Your life is supposed to preach the gospel. (laughs) Y'all step on that field and win, that's preaching the gospel. Because Anthony stood here and prayed for you and now you have a testimony by going on the field and believing that prayer and believing that you can win and believing that you'll go through this whole season without injury. But your eyes have to be open. Y'all have to forgive me. I have three sons. My son, AJ, standing there. Stand up, he's an athlete, too. This is my son, one of my three boys. I don't know if Kerwin's here. The other one's in Oakland. He's like, no, you know that man ain't here. <laughs> but he's an athlete, and I know him, so it makes me feel like I know you. I have learned the mind of an athlete. It is hard to stop believing in yourself and believe God. But that's his fight, and you can't give up that fight. You have to tell the enemy, don't be fooled. I still got fight in me. Thank you, son. We were commanded to go into the world and for our lives to preach the gospel. The Bible calls us salt and light. Saints, we've lost our saltiness. We gotta get that thing back. We gotta get that thing back. Because we've been so focused on one another, we have raised a generation that have learned to be focused on one another. And so now what's happening is that we got the blind leading the blind. Us parents, we became so focused on our children being happy. At first it started with being their friend. How do you feel? We taught them to lean on their feelings. Where does that say in the Bible, how do you feel? The Bible says to raise your children up in the way that they should go and they won't soon depart from it. But we took our focus off of that. We put our focus on people. We taught our children to listen to your gut, listen to your feeling. Where did that get Olivia Pope? You cannot walk through this life listening to everything that you feel. The devil's counting on you to listen to your feelings. He's counting on you to become subject to what you think and what you feel and your own opinions. And so we have taught our children to be very self-focused. Because we didn't want them to feel bad. We didn't want them to feel bad about us. We were scared of our children not looking at us like little demi-gods. And we didn't want them to feel bad about themselves. they do something wrong, it's okay, it's okay. God still loves you. Yes, he still loves you, but that was wrong. His strategy, y'all, is to weaken us with self-importance. I know this is tough, AJ. I know it's tough, son. But I have to tell you, because he did it to me, and I know he's doing it to all of us. We are too self-important. We're too important to ourselves. The minute you start counting on how something makes you feel on the inside is the second that you have taken your eyes and your focus off of Jesus, the author and perfecter of your faith. The Bible says, and I read it, he's sitting right now at the right hand of God. And he's interceding to God the Father on your behalf. So it would behoove us to keep our eyes on him. It doesn't mean you don't talk to other people. It doesn't mean you don't see what they do. It doesn't mean that you, don't, that you have to like evil. It doesn't mean any of that. It doesn't mean that you don't see it and you don't like it. But what it really means is, instead of focusing on the person in front of you, instead of focusing on how people don't like you, instead of focusing on how they got more than you, instead of focusing on all the money you want, instead of focusing on those things, you focus on the one who gives you all those things. You focus on the one that gives you the faith and the strength to produce wealth. Now you guys would get excited if you knew the Bible because I was just preaching scripture. But the author, the, not the author, the god of this world, make no mistake, he uses it all to keep us blind. All of our trauma that we refuse to fix. Oh, we'll sit down with a therapist. I got one, too. I'm 56 years old. And it's not until about four or five years ago, years ago that I got real serious about wanting to be mentally and emotionally Healthy That stuff All y'all old heads like me that stuff that you're still carrying from when you were a little boy and a little girl The enemy is counting on the fact that you'll still carry that because it keeps you weak All our constant failures the things that we just can't get right I'm not talking about all the self-righteous junk. I'm talking about the fact that we have a problem when we cannot focus on Jesus. Those things where it's like I just I just couldn't get up and go to the house of the Lord. When the Bible says to forsake not the assembling of yourselves together as some are in the habit, as pretty much everybody's in the habit of doing. Now I'm not trying to condemn those of you that are watching online, but I'm telling you, there's a difference from you sitting on your couch and cooking your meal while you're watching this than being in the room. The enemy is counting on this. He's counting on the fact that we're too self-important, we're too busy, that the priority of God has gone down to like number three because we've worked 60 hours this week and we're just, ti- I'm tired too. So we can't get up, and it's a slippery slope. First you you don't go to church, and then you stop giving, and then you don't fellowship with the people because you just feel guilty every time you come. But the Bible says who's going to accuse you? So he's counting on you to keep doing what you do. He's counting on you to, to stay ratchet so that... The guilt will keep marinating in your soul. He wants to use the guilt. Just like he used with us as parents. I refuse to be that parent that was guilty. You can ask this boy right here. When I said no, I meant no. This is the one child that was two years old. Yeah, I'm gonna tell you business, son. This man, at one and a half, literally opened his mouth and told me no. I said put that, I used to let them play with the pots while I was cooking to keep them busy because I have triplet boys. <laughs> and so I'd let them play with the pots and AJ loved, they all loved playing with the pots. And AJ was playing with the pot and I said, all right guys, it's time to, you know, we're gonna go do whatever. I can't remember. We were leaving the kitchen, that's what I remember. This man wasn't, he wasn't ready. So this little chocolate thunder, he's my only chocolate son. He's the one I pray for to be chocolate because everybody else in my house is light skin. I needed some company. I'm a little upset by the way that Pastor Andy is 46%. He's more African than me. That don't make no sense. And by the way, I just thought because of these eyes I had some Asian in me, not one drop. I'm literally like 20 something percent white. What is that? AJ, that's who I was talking about, this Gilbert. This man wasn't done playing. And so he said, I was like, "Put it down, Adrian. I gave him like two chances cuz that's all I had in me. I said, "Put it down. We're going to go into the living room now. And you guys will watch whatever, the, the wiggles or something." And he was like, "No." And I was like, "What?" He was like, "No." I I went blind. <laughs> but I'm you, can call, you can't call DSS on me now because the man's 23. But I'm here to tell you, I wasn't gonna go through what I went through to have these kids and they tell me no. Have you lost your mind? You heard that pause in there, right? This little Nick Nog told me no. Before I knew it, he was sliding across the kitchen. Cause I took the wooden spoon of God And I pulled up that little shorts, and his thigh, his brown thigh was red. Telling me no. I wasn't trying to be his friend. I was trying to raise someone who I knew there was a day of evil coming. And he will have to learn to say no to himself. You cannot live this life saying yes to yourself. The enemy counts on the fact that you need, you need, you want, you want. He's counting on that. He's counting on the fact that we will consistently fail at saying no to ourselves because we're too self important. And then he's also counting on our our drive, our undying drive for wealth. Girl, I like money just like you, Keisha. I like money, I like stuff. I'm not in love with money or stuff. Because I don't wanna be working at Walmart unless I feel like I want something to do when I'm 75. So I, I, I want money to work for me just like everyone else, but Guys, when are we gonna get to a place where money is not a little God in our life? He's counting on the fact that you have this drive for wealth, passive income, there's nothing passive about income. There's no such thing. Stop letting the world lie to you and say you have passive income. Because passive incomes mean money just cometh. And that's not true. It's the, I, I've lived long enough to know there's no such thing. But the enemy is counting on the fact that you're so determined to be wealthy in like two seconds that you will take your eyes off Jesus, the author and the perfecter of your faith. He's slowly taking the fight out of you. And then he is counting on the fact that we're all so preoccupied with what we feel and think and see as perfection. Because if we're perfect, we can't fail, right? But that very thought, that very mindset, you failed already. Because no one is perfect. Perfect. No one is perfect. Say to yourself, I'm not perfect. Say to your neighbor, you're not perfect. (laughs) Perfection is what's breeding all of the comparison issues. And that is the battlefield of the mind right now. There is a battle in your mind of how things seem in your life, what you want them to be. From the youngest to the oldest in here, that's what we all are striving for. This perfect life that never shows up. This perfect marriage that you will never have. These perfect children that you're messing up trying to make them be perfect. You have your children focus on the fact that they don't have to sleep. They just need to keep going and going and going and going because that's perfection. You ever heard the term, I'll sleep when I die? You keep saying that and you're going to die before you know it. Because your body's not set up like that. Time does not belong to you. You're not immortal. Stop teaching your children to keep going and going and going and going and going. That is not perfection. That is stupidity. The Bible says that he gives those he loves rest. If God needed to rest after making the world, what do you think? Why do you think you're so special? You think you're better than God? but this is what we teach our children. We get them up at six in the morning, then they go to school, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, and then after school, they go to practice, practice for sports, practice for band, then they go to dance two times a week, and then on Saturday, we get them up a little bit later, they can sleep till seven, and then they gotta be at dance again, and then they gotta go to a birthday party, and, and we're exhausting our children. You, th- you think this is like something to sniff at? You think lack of sleep. He's counting on the fact that you're tired. I knew we had a problem when I started buying melatonin. And then when I started buying it, the rack was full of melatonin for children. Let me let you in on a little bit of insight on melatonin. Your body is supposed to produce that. And when you give yourself a chemical to produce that, melatonin, your body will be like, oh, it connects with the hormone that produces melatonin and tells your body to produce more. But then when you know anything you take, your body gets used to it, and then you need more. We're starting our children children off on drugs. It doesn't mean that you don't need some sort of help. But what it means is you need to focus on the fact that this is not good to start our children off on. Because just because they have it on a, on a shelf doesn't mean it's good for you. I know these things sound elementary, y'all. But he is counting on the fact that you are self-important, that you're tired. So you cannot focus on what's really happening around you. We were so busy trying to make sure that we were happy and our children were happy that we gave them over to the world of medicine and psychiatry to question who they are. And so we have a world of children that are mutilating their bodies. For what? I'm not into the politics of it all, but I see it, I see it so plainly. If you're a girl and you wanna be a boy, if you're a boy and you wanna be a girl and then you change your gender, there's gonna be no more society, guys. The Earth will go back to being void. Do you understand you see what I'm saying? Do you see what he's doing? He's trying to take the fight out of you. He's trying to disarm us. He has disarmed us. And so with a message like this, if we're not careful, it can breed. Hate and anger towards people again. But even in this moment, you got to be wise. You have to be, your mind has to be open. You have to fix your eyes on Jesus. Because the enemy wants you to look at the person. Even when I said something about gender, you guys were thinking. You were either not agreeing with what I was saying or you were agreeing with what I was saying. But that's not the point. The enemy has come to steal, to kill, and to destroy. He does not care about any of us. He only cares about being the God of all the earth. He only cares about having everyone as his minion. But the devil is a liar. It's time to wake up. It's time to wake up. It's time to wake up. It's time to get back in the fight. Are y'all tired? Are you tired? Are you weak? Or do you have a God that's strong? Do you have a God that's more than enough for you?
0: If this message has blessed or encouraged you, feel free to visit www.worldovercomers.church podcast and learn more about WOCC or donate to the ministry. This enables us to continue to impact the kingdom in the best way possible.
1: You cannot be that tired. You cannot stay that tired. And I'm about to close. I wanna read this scripture, so let's stand for this one. I thought about the fact I was thinking about how, how should this message end? We're gonna end it with a little bit of instruction. When David wrote Psalms 27, he was on the run. And that means he was in trouble. That's why he had to say, whom shall I fear? Because there were people to fear. So that means that we're already in trouble. Your life is not safe. This world is chaotic. What I've tried to do this morning was to bring some light. Your assignment is to number one, go into your own life, the world of your life, And preach this good news to recover the sight of your own blind eyes that's hard people don't change people don't like to change it's too hard I have had the last four or five years be some of the hardest some of the hardest of my life so I decided I have to change I can't change people. I can't change my situation. I don't have all power over it. So I had to look within. Josh, I'm gonna get you to come up here. We're gonna have a quick altar call. We're doing good, we're doing good. In Psalms 27 again, and I'll read it in your hearing. David says at the end of this Psalm, he says, he starts praying, hear my voice, Lord, when I call. Lord, be merciful to me and answer me. You got to cry out to God. You gotta learn to open your mouth and cry out to God. You gotta learn that not only is he the author and the perfecter of your faith, he is your answer. He said, my heart says to you, says of you, seek his face. You gotta look at yourself in the mirror Speak to your heart and say seek his face. I don't care how tired you feel. Focus, 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 focus. Fix your eyes on Jesus. He says your face Lord, I will seek. He told himself. David had many problems. He was a man of strength and he was a man of weakness and we're just like him. He had done some dirt, but he had done some good. But the one thing that never changed about this man is that he loved God. And he knew how to run to the rock that was higher than him when he was really in trouble. And I'm telling you guys, we are in trouble. He said, Lord, don't hide your face from me. Do not turn your servant away in anger. Cause sometimes when God don't answer, it does make you wonder if he even exists this is just the truth he says you've been my helper you have to remember what he did before do not reject me or forsake me God my Savior though my mother and my father and my friend and my husband and my wife forsake me the Lord will receive me Sometimes we just want to know somebody's there with us. I'm telling you, he's Jehovah Shammah. He is the God who is there. He is the El Shaddai. He is the Eliom. He is Emmanuel. Teach me your way, Lord. We've forgotten how... To be taught his way so we don't know many of us don't know the ways of God we only think right and wrong but the ways of God are above our understanding and the only way to get it is to read his word he says teach me your way get in his word find one scripture that you can lean on he said lead me in a straight path Life has a zigzag and zigzag and zigzag and back and forth, yes and no, back and forth. Lead me in a straight path. A straight path doesn't just mean that you're holy. Because remember, I read in Romans chapter 8 who is going to accuse you? God's not thinking about your sin, He's thinking about your soul. He said, Lead me in a straight path because of my oppressors. Do not turn me over to the desire of my foes, for false witnesses rise up against me, spouting malicious accusations. The things that your mind tells you that have nothing to do with the word and your purpose and your future are from the enemy. When he tells you you're not going to win, when he tells you you can't stop, when he tells you you'll always be addicted, when he tells you you can't do this, when you say to yourself, I can't take this no more. That is the devil speaking lies into your life and I rebuke the devil I shut his lies right now in the name of Jesus I rebuke the devil and I shut the mouth of the lion that is speaking to your heart about what you'll never be the Bible says that you were predestined according to his will you're here for a purpose and then David says I will." remain confident of this I will remain confident of this some of you gonna have to get up and remind yourself I will remain confident. I will remain confident. I will see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living It will not pass you by God's goodness in your life will appear and it won't be because you're dying some people are on their deathbed and that's the only time they see God but I declare and I decree that the people in this room the people watching online you will see the goodness of the Lord while you yet live wait on the Lord wait on the Lord wait on the Lord it's difficult wait on the Lord give him one more day wait on the Lord wait on the Lord wait on him Wait on his way. Wait on a word from him. Wait on him to satisfy your sin sick soul. Wait on him. Here's what we're going to do. Guys, we're in a scary moment everything has become permissible and believe me it's not just about it's not about holiness cuz none of us are holy first of all me I almost said the n-word from the pulpit there's nothing perfect about me there's nothing perfect about world overcomers of this church but here's the thing knew with all of his faults how to get to the heart of God that whole psalm is about him encouraging his own he was by himself in a cave encouraging his own soul when you get in trouble I want you to read Psalms 27 and know that he is the Lord thy God that healeth thee. I want you to get an offering in your hand because when you make, what we want to do today is we want to make a declaration that we're going to fight and that the enemy cannot have us. He can't have anything that concerns us. Tomorrow you will get up or later tonight when you go to bed, he's gonna try to meet you. He's gonna whisper to you, whatever the lies he keeps telling you. But what you need to do is you need to take it one step further in your commitment. If you are in this room today, I want you to think about not a thing that you want, but how far you want your healing to go. How far, how much do you want to be sane again? Is you, are you desperate? The thing that Abraham and Hannah did when they got to a crossroads is that they built an altar They sought God and they built an altar. You don't build an altar without a sacrifice. (sighs) The enemy, he just lies to us. The reason why some of you don't give is because some of you just forgotten that it matters and the enemy's counting on that. And then some of you, you'll just lie and say you don't believe in it. Those of you watching online, the Bible says don't forget the God that brought you to this place. When you get to the place of prosperity, when you get to the place of healing and wholeness, you can't forget the Lord your God. He don't like that. He can take a lot of stuff, but forgetting him is not a good idea But mainly, we don't do it because we're blind. But today we open up the blind eyes of the captive. We open up the blind eyes of the captive. We open up the blind eyes of the captive. Wait on the Lord. I want you to get an offering in your hand, a sacrifice. And it's between you and the Lord. If you're in this room, every person in this room, if all you have is a penny, if all you can, don't think about your bills because the Bible says it's the Lord that gives you the ability to produce wealth. He'll get your bills paid. I'm believing that money won't be an issue in this altar call. We're gonna have a real altar call an old fashioned altar call. What I want you to do, I wanna get the gatekeepers to line some buckets up here and this is how we'll end this service. And I'm gonna pray for you, we got a few minutes. Whatever it is, if you're gonna give on your phone, it may feel a little bit, you're not used to coming up here. We could be in the aisles, we're gonna give the gatekeepers a chance to do what they do Here's what I want, I want us to move our line. Move our line. We're not gonna focus on people. We're gonna focus on the God who is more than enough. He's more than enough. I know I seem emotional, but I've been through some stuff. And I found that he didn't leave me, that he didn't forsake me. He didn't see me begging for bread. I found out what really matters. I found out that God in my life, when David said, don't turn your face, if God turns his face from me, I don't know what I'll do. Okay, Josh. Oh God, thank you, Jesus, thank you, Jesus, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. (laughs) What was that song we were listening to this morning? No, the one before that. I just want you to sing, God, I look to you. Okay, here's what I want you to do. Close your eyes. Whatever you're gonna give to the Lord today Whatever you're gonna give to him, hold it to your heart. The reason why I say hold it to your heart because I know how much money matters to all of us. But he is the king of your heart. And I want you to be set free in the way you think about your life. I want you to be set free when it comes to money don't be blind I want you to be set free when it comes to addiction I want you to be set free when it comes to confusion and chaos in the name of Jesus so as many as you can get here I want you to come to the altar and bring your sacrifice Don't be ashamed. If you have a penny, if you have a dollar, if you have 50 cents, if all you can bring is a note saying, God, I love you, come and touch the altar with your phone. Come and touch the altar. Sing the song. Put the words on the screen. There are gatekeepers in the back. You can also go to the back. But come and touch the altar and bring your sacrifice. Where's my phone? If I can give. It's not about what you need from the Lord. This is not about giving to God and he'll give something back. This is about... because it's about Jesus in your life. Oh, don't let the enemy win in your life today. Come on. and Sing it out, sing it out. sacrifice if you've already given can you stand keep coming don't stop coming this is about letting God know that he's first and so I want to breathe the word of prayer over you but just for a moment can we just sing that little part without the music close your eyes as not as you're walking but close your eyes if you've come up already and just sing that part hallelujah our god reigns can you help us with that Josh? come on congregation come on come on our god lift up your hands So, Father, we have decided that nothing shall separate us from your love, from having relationship with you, from seeing you and putting you first, God. We have decided that from this day forward, we are going to strive to be closer to you. We're not going to look to our own understanding, but, Father, we ask you to anoint our minds so that, Father, we can think more like you and see things the way you do. And so, Lord, that the enemy won't blind us and that he won't trick us and that he can't continue to lie to us, I break the chain of confusion. I break the chain of confusion. Father, forever, all of our days. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Some of us don't say it enough and some of us have forgotten about the fact that our Hallelujah. All of our worship our hallelujah it belongs to you and when we give it to you it breaks chains in our lives and it lets the enemy know that you are first and so God I bless your people I bless every young person under the sound of my voice I bless every young person watching if you are home and you're watching this service Give him a hallelujah. Hallelujah. Give him a hallelujah. And as we leave this place, let's lift up our head, oh ye gates. Right. Yeah, 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 yeah. Lift up your head, oh you gates. Be ye lifted up, you everlasting door, that your lift, king of the glory Lord, may come Lord. in. Who is this king of glory? Oh, he is the Lord God strong oh. and mighty. <laughs> He is the Lord God, and he is mighty in your battle. He is the one that's going to be there when I'm not. He is the kingdom glory. Can you give him a hallelujah? Hallelujah. Can you give your God a hallelujah? hallelujah? He reigns. He reigns. He reigns today. He reigns over my life, and he reigns in my soul. So, Lord, bless your people. Make your face shine upon your people. Give your people peace. Give your people peace. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. God bless you all. God bless you all. You are dismissed.
0: Hopefully you were blessed and encouraged by this message. Visit www.worldovercomers.church podcast for more information on WOCC and events that are coming up. Maybe we are coming to your area soon. God bless.